Thank you for tuning into Weathering the Storm podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. That's scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, our goal is to help us weather the storms of life by looking to and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. Here is your host, Drew Suttles. Hello and welcome to Weathering the Storm, a podcast where we strive to weather the storms of life by placing and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. I'm your host, Drew Suttles. I welcome you to the Season 2 finale of Weathering the Storm. I want to thank everyone for listening this season, and I hope and pray that every episode has blessed your life in some way. I have really grown spiritually from recording these episodes and from studying each episode, and, and that is my prayer for you, that you can take away something that will help you in weathering the storms of life. I know that 2020 was a difficult year, and for many, 2021 has been difficult. We're about halfway through this year, and a lot of people are still dealing with the aftermath of COVID, and it has affected some people, not just physically, but emotionally, mentally, and in some respects, has affected some people spiritually. And so I hope and pray again that, that this season has been helpful to you and that it will bring glory to God. I mentioned that this is our final episode, and I, I wondered what I would close with. I've looked at a lot of different topics, a lot of different passages, and I decided to go with weathering the storm with strength. We all need strength, don't we? If we're going to get through the daily grind, we've got to have strength. We've got to have physical strength. We understand the importance of that, and, and we, we ought to be grateful for the strength which God gives us physically. Mentally, we need strength to stay focused, to be disciplined. But when it comes to spirituality, we need to make sure that we are strong. And so that is the goal of this episode. As we close out everything that we've studied this, this season, that how we can weather the storm with strength, how we can do that, and why it is so important. We're going to be looking at several passages today, but the main text we want to discuss is found in Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. And there we have the cycle of spiritual growth. And I look forward to breaking that down with you as we bring this episode to a close. But before we get to that, we want to do what we've been doing all season. We want to start by defining our terms. What does the word strength mean? How is it used in Scripture? And then we want to go to that great text in Colossians 1 and hopefully gain the strength that we need to weather the storm. The word strength is defined as the capacity for endurance or the power of resisting attack. When I first saw that twofold definition, my mind immediately went to Ephesians chapter 6. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand all the fiery darts of the wicked one. You know, you think about Satan and through the avenue of temptation, the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, the pride of life, how we are constantly in a battle. Now, Peter says to wage war against those fleshly lusts that war against the soul. And so we are in a spiritual battle, and we need strength. We need that capacity for endurance. We need that power of resisting attack. James says if you flee from the devil, he'll flee from you. You draw near to God, he'll draw near to you, James 4, 7, and 8. And so that takes strength. 
And in the context of going through a storm, we must have that endurance. We must have the power to resist attack. You think about a literal storm, and you think about debris, maybe tree branches or other things flying around. You'd have to have that strength to endure to get through that. Well, certainly spiritually, there are all kinds of things being thrown our way. Doubt, fatigue, worry, anxiety, all these things that are thrown at us as we navigate through life. That's why we need strength. The strength which God supplies that will help us navigate and weather the storm. So let's think about how this word strength is used in Scripture. Psalm 21:13. Be exalted, O Lord, in your own strength. We will sing and praise your power. There we see strength and power being used. This is an example of Hebrew parallelism. In other words, you have two words that really carry the same idea. Strength and power, the capacity that God has to exert that force. The psalmist says, you be exalted in your own strength. And so no one is stronger than God. He is to be exalted for his great strength. And thanks be to God that he is willing to supply that strength for us through his word. Psalm 84 and verse 5. Blessed is the man whose strength is in you, whose heart is set on pilgrimage. So the man who puts his strength in God and trust and rely on God's strength is the blessed man. You know, sometimes we try to do things on our own. And we unfortunately try to take too much pride in our own strength but we need to remember that the strength that we have comes from god it doesn't come from within us it comes from almighty god and so by relying on his strength it's not a sign of weakness but it's a sign of submission it's exactly what god wants us to do he is the strongest the strongest being therefore we are to submit to him and rely on his strength Isaiah 40, verse 31, those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. They shall go through the storms of life with their head held high because God is their strength. In Mark chapter 12 and verse 30, When Jesus was asked, what is the greatest commandment? He said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Now, those three things are found throughout the gospel accounts. But specifically in Mark, he adds this, and with all your strength, with everything you've got, you love the Lord your God. And so that's the way that the word strength is used throughout Scripture. We must remember that God is the source of strength. In Philippians 4 and verse 19, Paul says, And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. All your needs. You look at the context there in Philippians 4. You think about Paul uh, gaining the support, needing the support that he needed to do the ministry. He wants to remind those brethren of Philippi that they were there for him. They helped him. They shared with him, with him in the gospel, meaning they supported him. He said, listen, you've been supplying me, you've been supporting me, and my God shall supply all your need. Dear friend, God shall supply all of your need. He'll supply the strength that you need to weather the storms of life. 
1 Peter 4, 11, If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies. And here's why. That in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Notice the reason why we are to submit and rely on the strength of God, that he may be glorified through Jesus Christ. And so if I'm going to be a minister, if I'm going to serve other people, I need to make sure that I'm doing it with the ability that God supplies, not trying to do it on my own. Not trying to say, well, this is my ability. No, it's the ability that God supplies. It's the strength that he gives me. And I am to, in turn, give him the glory for that strength that I have. Psalm 27, verse 14. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Again, this is this idea of submitting to God. Trusting in his strength, not trying to rely on our own. And then Psalm 31, 24, be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart, all you who hope in the Lord. So dear friend, as you listen, as long as you keep your hope and your trust in God, you submit to him, you obey him, you walk faithfully with him, you will have the strength that you need to navigate through the difficulties of this life. You'll have the strength that you need to meet that storm head on, knowing that God is right there with you. And so with those thoughts in mind, let's go to the text that we want to study today, and that's Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. Our goal is to break down and focus on how we can draw strength and maintain strength as we weather the storms of life. And so I want to begin by reading this great text from the New King James Version. The Apostle Paul is writing to the brethren at Colossae. He says, For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, speaking of their faith, their love for God, we do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, for all patience and long-suffering with joy. Let's think about how this text applies to us as we strive to weather the storm. Number one, he says he is praying for them to be filled with the knowledge of God's will. You know, if you want to gain the kind of strength that you need and the wisdom that you need, you must go to the right source. God has communicated to mankind through his word. We find this in Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. In times past, God spoke to the fathers by the prophets, but in these last times, in these days, he speaks to us through his son. He speaks to us through his word. And that's how we can gain this kind of strength that we need. We can be filled with the knowledge of God's will because God has revealed his mind to man in written form. That's what the Bible is. All Scripture is given by the inspiration of God, meaning it's breathed out by God. This is God's Word. And so we are to be filled with the knowledge of His will. Again, He has revealed that and preserved that. He's given unto us all things that pertain unto life and to godliness, 2 Peter 1.3. And so we need to have faith as we are filled with God's will. 
and the knowledge of his will. How does faith come about? Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Romans ten seventeen. We are to study to show ourselves approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing. The word of truth, 2 Timothy 2.15. It takes time. It takes effort. It doesn't come by inspiration. It comes by perspiration. In other words, we have to open up our Bibles. If we're going to be filled with the knowledge of God's will, we've got to read and study our Bibles. So this is Paul's prayer for them. And notice this cycle, this process. He wants them to grow spiritually, leading up to the strength that they need to get through difficult times. So number one, be filled with the knowledge of God's will. Number two, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him. This is why we obtain this knowledge from God's will. It's not so we can have all the answers to Bible trivia. You know, it's not so we can just have this this wealth of knowledge about the Bible but not do anything about it. That's not what it's about. In fact, James says, be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. James 1.22 We are to be filled with the knowledge of God's will and then apply it to our lives that we may walk worthy of the Lord. We find in Ephesians 4.1 that we are to walk worthy of the vocation wherewith we've been called. Now, your vocation is what you do. That's your career. That's your job. For the Christian, it's the duty to walk worthy of the Lord. 1 Thessalonians 2.12 How do we know what it means to walk worthy of the Lord? Well, when we're filled with the knowledge of God's will, then we'll know exactly what to do. We walk in harmony with the word and with the will of God. Psalm 119.105 Your word is a lamp unto my feet. It, it, It looks to where we stand right now. It tells us exactly where we are. It is the perfect mirror into the soul. James 1.25 It tells us where we stand. It tells us where we're at. But then it says, It is a light unto my path. So it shows me where I'm at, and it teaches me and shows me where I need to go. gives me direction. So we can walk worthy of the Lord when we are filled with the knowledge of His will. Number three, Paul's prayer for these brethren is that they will be fruitful in every good work. Again, you notice the connection. If I'm filled with the knowledge of God's will, if I'm walking, if I'm living worthy of the Lord, I'm living in harmony with His Word, then I'm going to naturally produce good fruit for Him. I'm going to be applying His Word to my life. That's what the Word of God supplies and allows us to do. We mentioned 2 Timothy 3.16, but consider verse 17, that the man of God may be complete, fully equipped unto every good work. We can be fruitful in every good work when we're filled with the knowledge of God's will and when we're walking worthy of the Lord. We are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, Ephesians 2.10. And Jesus said, Herein is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit, John 15.8. How are we going to grow spiritually? How are we going to be strengthened spiritually? Be filled with the knowledge of God's will, walk worthy of the Lord, and be fruitful in every good work. But then number four, Paul says that he desires for them to increase in the knowledge of God. So be filled with the knowledge of God's will and then increase. Brethren and friends, we can never become complacent when it comes to understanding the Bible and learning more. You know, if we ever get to the point where we say, I just, 
I've got it figured out. I've read through the whole Bible. I've taken all these notes. I've highlighted every passage. I don't need to read and study anymore. If we ever get to that point, that's very, very dangerous. The late brother Garland Elkins, someone who knew the Bible backwards and forwards, said one time, the biggest room in my life is the room for improvement. Now, Brother Elkins could say that, (laughs) the one who knew the Bible and could quote probably the entire thing. You know, we we need to consider that when we study our Bibles, that we're only taking a spoon to the middle of the ocean, trying to come back and dump it out on the shore, and then go right back. Our feeble attempt, our feeble effort to truly grasp it all, see, it's never going to happen. We can know exactly what God wants us to do. He's revealed it. But we can never become complacent when it comes to hungering and thirsting after righteousness. We have to have that mentality that I want to be closer to God. I want to increase in the knowledge of God. I want to get to know Him more, know Him better. And the Bible is replete with passages about what it means to grow and continue to grow. For example, 2 Peter 1, 5 and following, the Christian graces. Peter says, add or supply to your faith knowledge, and to knowledge virtue. And he continues to grow in that list, and then he says, if these things are in you and abound, so if they're constantly growing, you will not be unbarren. You will not be unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord. You can increase in the knowledge of God. And then Peter closes out that great book, 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 18. He says, to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So again, we are to be filled with the knowledge of God's will, and then we are to increase in the knowledge of God's will. And so read that text and then go back and read it again. Read through the book of Psalms and then start over and read it again. Read the book of Genesis. Go back and read it again. We can never ever study our Bibles enough. We have to keep on growing. And the only way that's going to happen is if we're filled with the knowledge of God's will and we increase in that knowledge. So let's study our Bibles more and more. You know, as we summarize those first four points, we think about Psalm 1. Again, be filled with the knowledge of God's will, walk worthy of the Lord, be fruitful in every good work, and increase the knowledge of God. Let's think about the psalmist, the blessed man of Psalm 1, and how that applies with all four of those. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in his season. His leaves shall not wither, and whatever he does, he shall prosper. He's satisfied by the word, and he's situated by the waters. Here's someone who meditates day and night in God's word. And what is the natural production? He's producing good fruit. He's prosperous in everything that he does. We can do the same thing. And as disciples of Jesus, that's exactly what we should be doing. So according to this great text, let's be filled with the knowledge of God's will. Let's walk worthy of the Lord. Let's be fruitful in every good work. And let's increase the knowledge of God. And that all brings us to point number five. And the title of this episode, to gain that strength to weather the storm. Paul says, if you'll do these things, then you can be strengthened with all might 
according to his glorious power. The psalmist said, Strengthen thou me according to your word. Psalm 119, 28. The God who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, Ephesians 3.20, is the God who desires to supply this strength for us. We can be strengthened with all might according to his glorious power. But then notice what Paul says here. There's a purpose. There's an end to being strengthened with all might. It is for all patience. The word patience here means steadfast endurance. Steadfast endurance in the storm. Unto long-suffering. That word means to suffer long and to endure. So suffer long and endure the storm. And with joyfulness. Have joy and peace. Joy and peace knowing the storm will make you stronger. And God will be glorified. Again, I want to thank everyone for listening this season. I hope and pray that the things that have been said, the things that we have studied, has been uh, helpful and beneficial for you in your walk with the Lord. I know that we're all going through different things right now. We all have different storms that we face. But may we all trust and serve the one true God and gain that strength that He supplies. We are looking forward to Season 3 of Weathering the Storm. And the, the title of that season will be Weathering the Storm 4. So I am very excited about uh, planning that season. And Lord willing, later this year we will begin working on that. And I hope and pray that you'll be back for Season 3. But again, I hope that Season 2 has been a blessing to your life as it has been to mine. As we close, I'd like to read the lyrics of one of my favorite hymns, To the Storm passes by. In the dark of the midnight have I oft hid my face, while the storm howls above me, and there's no hiding place. Mid the crash of the thunder, precious Lord, hear my cry. Keep me safe till the storm passes by. Many times Satan whispered, there is no need to try. For there's no end of sorrow, there's no hope by and by. But I know thou art with me, and tomorrow I'll rise where the storms never darken the skies. When the long night has ended and the storms come no more, let me stand in thy presence on that bright, peaceful shore. In that land where the tempest never comes, Lord, may I dwell with thee. When the storm passes by. Till the storm passes over. Till the thunder sounds no more. Till the clouds roll forever from the sky. Hold me fast. Let me stand in the hollow of thy hand. Keep me safe till the storm passes by. May God bless you and keep you as you weather the storm. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms 
and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.